0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second all time episode of the Saly Football Podcast. Today, we're going to talk some PPR rankings for quarterbacks and running backs. A couple bold predictions. Feel free to disagree and let me know. Football season is approaching, and I always consider July 4th the the line in the sand, you know, the time where people really start to turn the corner, you know, preseason less than a month away. Not like anyone actually watches that, though. And, uh, you know, times are exciting, and I'm personally excited because the Dolphins are not going to be absolute garbage this year, uh, hopefully. a shout-out her. But <clears throat> let us waste no time. Let's dive right in. Top 30 quarterbacks PPR this upcoming season. One through five, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Pat Mahomes, King, no question, no arguments, best quarterback in the game. Josh Allen, big MVP candidate this year. I think that um, what he was able to do last year with Buffalo and what he can do with his legs makes him a really rock-solid quarterback, One this upcoming season. Aaron Rodgers, this is, of course, contingent on it, if he is even going to be in Green Bay still. Uh there's a big diva standoff right now between him and management. I always support the players in those kind of situations, but um, rumors are flying about Denver. I think that that would be an interesting fit. Russell Wilson let Russ cook. The first half of the season last year, Russell Wilson was absolutely balling. He was the quarterback one, and he completely fell off once they started to run the ball. Uh, he is the best deep ball thrower in the NFL, and I don't know why they don't let him throw more. Hopefully with his weapons like DK and Tyler Lockett, They will. Kyler Murray, that's the cheat code right there. Uh, one of, if not the best rushing quarterback in the NFL, right behind Lamar Jackson. You know, not the greatest thrower of the football, but in fantasy it doesn't matter because if you have a quarterback that's going to rush for over 1,000 yards, that makes all the difference in the world. Six through 10, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Lamar Jackson, put up historic numbers rushing the last two years and i expect that to continue all the way matt stafford matt stafford at seven that is a bit bold i'm buying into the sean mcveigh hype i think that sean mcveigh is one of the best coaches in the nfl i think the rams currently are my super bowl pick i know it's a little bold but i really like what they have going on there they don't have a single weakness across the board as a team it's matt ryan and Baker Mayfield. Ryan Tannehill's offense is absolutely loaded. AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry. Um, I honestly think that I could throw for 3,000 yards in that offense, if we're being completely honest. He is not the most talented quarterback, and I think that he shrinks in crunch time, but for fantasy, who the heck cares? Joe Burrow. This, this is my breakout right here. I think that Joe Burrow has a big season. The Cincinnati Bengals defense is absolutely awful. And their offensive line is still very, very worrisome. But they do have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, now Jamar Chase with Joe Mixon. Their skills players are loaded, and Joe Burrow is going to need to throw the ball to keep up in games. Don't expect the Bengals to be very good, but who that cares for fantasy? I think Joe Burrow is a rock-solid quarterback one with top-five upside. 13, Carson Wentz, I mean, really struggled last season. The Eagles were awful. He was awful. But it's one bad year, three years removed from MVP season. I can totally see uh, Carson Wentz bouncing back in a new scheme, new fit. Frank Reich and him are going to make magic. Matt Ryan, the former MVP. Anytime you add Kyle Pitts to an offense, you're going to get better. Baker Mayfield, that offense is loaded as well. A lot of loaded offenses this year all around the league, really. 16 through 20, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jameis Winston, of course, contingent on if he is the starting quarterback in New Orleans. Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is really the one that I want to touch on. I think that the Jaguars are not by any means uh, Super Bowl contenders or even playoff contenders, but I do wholeheartedly believe that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback prospect to come in since Peyton Manning. Bold, I know, but he really does not have a weakness in his game that I see at least, and I think that he's going to light the world on fire. He's number 20 in my rank, so I'm not saying that he is – A quarterback one by any means, but absolutely worth a late-round flyer. 21 through 25, the Rook, Zach Wilson. Another player that's really good. I just don't really buy into the Jets' weapons at the moment. Sam Darnold at 22. Derek Carr at 23. Tua at 24. Teddy B. Bridgewater from the Denver Broncos at 25. Sam Darnold is, I believe, going to have a big season. He is a guy that I'm going to grab – either on the waiver wire or in the back end of my drafts. I think that there's big upside there. He has weapons all across the board, new coaching staff, and he does not have Adam Gase, which is honestly the most important point that I will make. 26 through 30, Daniel Jones, Jimmy G, Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Cam Newton. Don't really need to touch on those guys too much. The only way that you're going to be drafting them is in two quarterback leagues. Daniel Jones somewhat has some upside with his wheels, but... um, When it comes to just a pure thrower of the football, my goodness, you do not want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. However, with that being said, the Giants' offense is absolutely loaded. Kenny Galladay, in my opinion, is one of the best receivers in the league when healthy. Saquon Barkley, for my money, even though we haven't seen him play truthfully in two years, is the best running back in the league when healthy. And, and this is the year. This is it. If Daniel Jones cannot get it done this year with those weapons, with that offense, and the Giants, I expect to be pretty decent this year, not nearly as bad as they've been in years past, then I don't know how in the world he can succeed at the NFL level. Again, I'm not a Daniel Jones believer, but it's now or never put up or shut up for Daniel Jones. Moving on to our top 30 running backs, top 35 actually, number one through five, these locked and loaded RB1s, these are the dudes that when they are healthy, they are just plug and play, no questions asked. Number one, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, and CMC, Christian McCaffrey at number five. I'm all the way down at number five because the injuries are just too much to handle. I got to believe that the Carolina Panthers are going to be down back his workload a little bit. He is is a really, really good player when healthy. He's just never healthy, and they feed him the rock 35 times a game. He's eventually going to break down. He's not going to be 26 or 27, whatever he is, forever. That's their franchise piece. Number one, Dalvin Cook. I absolutely love Dalvin Cook. These dudes on the list, you know, I, I feel like in years past, there's been a consensus, number one. There are truthfully five players that you can make an argument for at number one, and I would have no problem with it. Saquon Barkley at two. I expect the Giants to be a lot better this year now that they're all healthy. That division is not the greatest. And he is the one running back in the league that, outside of injury, has absolutely no flaws in his game. He makes something out of nothing. That line that he's had to deal with his whole career has been terrible. He is usually hit in the backfield with two defenders in his face before he can even do anything, and he'll still make a 10-yard gain out of it. It It's unreal when you watch him play. He is so fun to watch. Derrick Henry at three, that is the one where you have to buy in to the continued success, and I just don't know if I do because if he were to repeat what he's done the last two years, he would be no questions asked the number one pick, but that workload's eventually going to catch up to him, and they just added the best receiver in the league for my money. So I just don't see Derrick Henry having quite the year that he had last year or the year before. But that's not to say that he's not a great first-round pick, great top-five pick. And Alvin Kamara, some question marks there. I really hope Jameis Winston's the starter because Taysom Hill is terrible. But we'll have to see what happens. Obviously, no one's drafting right now, or at least I hope not. But when it comes to late August, hopefully we'll have that answer. Six through ten, a little bold call here. Cam Akers at six. I expect a huge year from Cam Akers. He's going to be on a great team, and he's going to have a big workload. You saw it last year when he took over those last six games. He absolutely ate before he got hurt, and I think that he's super talented, and I believe next year, truthfully, that we are going to be talking about him as a top-five pick. Nick Chubb at seven, not much to say, locked and loaded RB1, Jonathan Taylor at eight. Some questions definitely early in the year emerged, but later on in the year, once he finally took over that role— He absolutely balled out. I believe he was a top three running back those last five games of the season last year. Aaron Jones at nine. If Aaron Rodgers is not there, I don't know what to do with Aaron Jones. But I'm ranking Aaron Jones right now as if Aaron Rodgers will be there. Obviously, that is a big if. We have to see what the heck happens with that soap opera in Green Bay. But hopefully it all works out because I think that Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones have a really special connection. Aaron Rodgers is just so much fun to watch. The Packers as a whole are fun to watch. But if he's not there, I don't know what is going to happen with Aaron Jones. Definitely moved down a couple spots in the ranks. Number 10, J.K. Dobbins. This is a big call right now. I think that J.K. Dobbins, he is my running back for my money that's going to break out, burst onto the scene. I know I just said Cam Akers, but I think J.K. Dobbins as well. Two really talented backs right there. But J.K. Dobbins specifically is in the best rushing offense in the NFL, took over the workload. Over the last nine games, he averaged over 70 yards and scored seven touchdowns he also played really well in the playoff games that they had as well and i think that he is in line for a huge second season he is another guy for my money that if we were to talk next year at this time and you were to tell me that he is a top 10 top five even pick i would not be surprised in the slightest 11 through 15 joe mixon Ezekiel elliott austin eckler chris carson josh jacobs Joe Mixon, for my money, a top five talent in the NFL, easily. The offensive line has plagued him, though. The offensive line has plagued him, like Saquon Barkley. He is a guy where you watch the film. He makes dudes miss. He makes something out of nothing consistently. The problem is just that offensive line, which hopefully is better this year. They added a couple pieces, but when it comes to just pure raw talent, Joe Mixon is an absolute baller. Ezekiel Elliott at 12. I think Zeke bounces back. A lot of things went wrong last year for the Cowboys, but, you know, Zeke didn't look like himself per se last year, but the Cowboys were terrible, and I think that with Dak back, it's going to open things up. Their skills positions are loaded. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, can't go wrong. That defense is going to be better, and I think that, Zeke is going to return to prominence for my money. Austin Eckler, the injuries, man. His frame is just not built to be a 30 carry a game running back, and that's fine, You know, especially in PPR. You don't need that, but hopefully he holds up. Chris Carson, another guy who just barrels people over, gets hurt, but when he's healthy, he's rocks out. And then 15, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, the only thing that gives me pause about Josh Jacobs is the presence of Kenyon Drake. I think John Gruden is honestly one of the worst coaches in the NFL, and he has absolutely no idea what he's doing, but that's besides the point, but not really, because if you draft Josh Jacobs, then you're taking on that risk of having Kenyon Drake steal some carries away, so I would put him more towards the RB2, low-end RB2 range, rather than the talent that he has, which would be a high-end RB2. 16-20, through 20, Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, the Rook, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, and Raheem Mostert. Antonio Gibson burst onto the scene last year. I think Washington's going to be really solid. Najee Harris, the rookie. I mean, this dude is an absolute baller. I think that Pittsburgh's offensive line and Big Ben are two big question marks. But when it comes to workload, he is one of the guys where you circle and you just know that he's touching the ball 30 times a game. Miles Sanders, big wild card. I think that Philadelphia is going to be a lot better this year than they were last year. They were injured beyond belief and a lot of things had to go wrong. Uh, A lot of things are changing there couple question marks, and this is obviously the range where it's not locked and loaded. You know, you're drafting these guys for the upside of what they could be. DeAndre Swift, the Detroit Lions are going to be a tough watch, man. I think that (laughs) if if I had to pick two teams that I think are going to be the worst or potentially be the worst, the Lions are one of them as well as the Texans. So uh, when it comes to workload, I know Jamal Williams is there as well. Big question mark, but when it comes to talent, DeAndre Swift can definitely get it done. And then Raheem Mostert, when healthy, he's never healthy, but when he is healthy, he... Always produces. 21 through 25, David Montgomery, Miles Gaskin, Kareem Hunt, Clyde Edwards, Ila, and Travis Etienne. David Montgomery, before anyone says it, I know how he finished last year, but I have to say he did play the Jaguars, Vikings twice, the Lions, and the Texans. He had three 100 yard gains in that span, and he was the RB1 over that span, the final six weeks. But I need to see it against a defense that does not open up like the Red Sea. Miles Gaskin, Another guy went healthy, a little under the radar, a little biased by me, because I'm obviously a huge Dolphins fan. But when healthy, he produces. <sighs> Kareem the Dream, Kareem Hunt, baller, Clyde Edwards, Lair, big wild card as well. You know, that Chiefs offense is going to move the ball, but it just – who knows what running back is touching it? Who knows what even happens? But when it comes to upside, purely upside, if they can incorporate him, he definitely can finish as a top five, top ten running back for sure. And Travis Etienne um, – When you get to this range, it's a lot of wild cards, a lot of wild cards, but strictly based off talent and Urban Meyer and Jacksonville, I think that they're going to be a really fun team to watch. They're not going to be amazing, but I think that Travis Etienne is going to be a really good pass catching back in the NFL. 26 through 30, his teammate at 26, James Robinson, one of the biggest, if not the biggest surprises of all of last year. I actually picked him up in my home league, my main league, and dropped him. Shout out Dave Patrick. Thanks for scooping him. 27, Mike Davis. 28, Javante Williams. 29, Leonard Fournette. And 30, Ronald Jones. Mike Davis is in that Falcons offense. Really an okay player, but I think he's going to have a big workload. You know, obviously we don't know. All the news and crap coming out right now about, oh, you know, Sammy Watkins looks like the best wide receiver at the baltimore oh my gosh like it's all it's all bs the journalists are looking for stories because they don't have anything to write about you know i'm not hating or anything but every single thing that a coach says or exclaims right now is absolutely useless jamonte williams at 28 he he's a wild card but melvin gordon's presence limits his upside big time especially at the start of the year he is a guy where if he was available, obviously it's too early to talk ADP, but if he was in the 8th, ninth round, I wouldn't mind stashing him on the bench. You know, Maybe you see a Cam Akers-like breakout later on in the year or J.K. Dobbins-like breakout later on in the year. I'm talking about from last year where you stash him, and then he takes over the job because I think that the Broncos, if they can get the quarterback situation right, they're absolutely a really, really solid team. Uh, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones to round out the top 30. Uh, pick one because I have no clue. Go ask Bruce Arians. And 31 through 35, to finish up these ranks, we have Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, and James Conner. Really, we're getting into the RB3, RB4 range right about now, but I like Melvin Gordon a lot. Uh, David Johnson is one where I think the Texans are going to be really, really bad, but that backfield is also pretty crowded. He he still has some juice left in him, though. You know, we saw last year when he was healthy, he was an RB2. He wasn't an RB1, but he definitely was an RB2. He would get you 14, 15 fantasy points a game, which right now is all you can ask for, especially at the running back position. Chase Edmonds and James Conner, we'll see how that shakes out. And then Damian Harris, Bellatrix, Patriots, I don't know. You know better than I do. No one knows. So, well, that was fun. That was a blast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll have some wide receiver and tight end rankings in the next show. And I will talk to you guys soon.